0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today, we're talking SEC delaying Bitcoin ETF, Crypto Unicorn Coinbase planning a year-long identity experiment, Ledger partnering with a new fund to create security tokens. And then finally, in our main topic, we're discussing EOS. That's right. We're going to explain it. And we have special guest Dominique Thomas for more to do it through a podcast starting now.
1: To Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas. Simple cast and supported by listeners like you. It's time for the news. 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 For the news. Thriller with
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today is December 6, 2018. Let's jump into the news. So that's right, the SEC has delayed its decision on rule to change proposals to list a VanEck Solid X, Bitcoin ETF until February 27th, 2019. The SEC set the new deadline for February 27th in order to further review the rule change proposals. list of bitcoin etf they say the commission finds it appropriate to designate a longer period within which to issue an order approving or disapproving the proposed rule change so that is sufficient time to consider this proposed rule change under the securities and exchange act the commission must issue an order approving or disapproving the proposed rule change no later than 180 days after the date of publication of the notice and in more bad news hester pierce One of five SEC commissioners, that's right, has made comments while speaking at a cryptocurrency conference in Washington, D.C. She said, don't hold your breath. I do caution people to not live or die on whether a crypto or Bitcoin ETF gets approved. You all know that I am trying to convince my colleagues to have a bit more of an open mind when it comes to cryptocurrency. I am not as charming as some other people. (laughs) And then further comments regarding the Bitcoin ETF. She had to say, get good regulatory advice. There are a lot of landmines out there. We live in a society that has a lot of old securities laws. You could have the best intentions in the world and you could trip on something that you didn't mean to trip on in regards to the SEC cracking down on ICOs. Yeah. Overall, bad day in crypto. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get on to our next piece of news. So Coinbase, one of the crypto industry's biggest players, is experimenting with ways to give its users more control of their personal information. Reviewed exclusively to Coindesk because they're both owned by the same (laughs) investment company. I'm looking at dApps, they say, and which one of our customers and most of our customers will be using these dApps. That's probably a good indicator of what types of activities they want to be doing on-chain. They also say, we think it's an important part of our future, and we're thinking about the tools we need to ship for that. According to a few people in Coinbase, they say that uh, they are working on quite a few projects. Uh, They want to make sure it's really safe. They want to spend time thinking about Social Security Administration or the DMV because they are so much tied to our identity, especially in the U.S., they go on to say, I have no problem paying for a service where I know how identity data is being used. It takes a village, Burn says. It's not a zero-sum game at this point. Whatever standards we agree on, upkeep will need to be critical. Yeah, and everybody's getting started, right? So good on Coinbase. Hopefully they figure out that whole thing. Next up, we got more security tokens. Aren't you tired of hearing about STOs at this point? Ledger and their newfound partner no, that's her name, Newfound, (laughs) have agreed on a collaboration with blockchain-based equity and crypto fundraising platform Newfound. That's right. They aim to develop a framework for security tokens. Just like everybody else, Ledger Live, a recently launched desktop application for crypto asset management, is reportedly adding ERC-20 integration soon. The app will let users manage security tokens issued via Newfound's set of protocols, Previously, Nufond teamed up with Cryptocurrency Exchange BitBay to let investors buy and sell equity tokens with fiat currencies. At that time, Nufon was reportedly aiming to become the first end-to-end primary insurance platform for security tokens specializing in equity tokens. Pretty cool. Way to go, Nufon. Pretty nufon And that's pretty much it. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got in news today. It's a pretty slow news day and um really bad crypto day but uh yeah today's a really awful day in crypto i don't think i've seen a bad day like this in a really long time i'm not even joking it's kind of weird so actually it's not even weird it's just it's just kind of odd anyways with that let's get into our interesting video of the day let's do it thriller
1: podcast interesting crypto video
0: of the day Today's interesting video day is a, it's a blast from the past. <laughs> Actually, it's only like eight months old, but I wanted to play this because this was at a time, I want to say around April or just around March, where everybody was was kind of, you know, really excited about the winter. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really excited because we thought, oh, it's going to run. And um, some people were right, some people were wrong, but uh, take a listen. This is kind of a retrospect to give you an idea of how wrong we were.
2: There's an old saying that if you don't know who the sucker at the poker table is it's you and that's what my biggest fear for all the retail investors now entering the market investing in what are essentially becoming hyped businesses. Well we track
3: uh, close to 700 tokens and I think what's been unusual in 2017 was that close to 80% had seen close to a 400% rally in a three-month period. There's certainly risks from an investor perspective. The vast majority of these um, tokens, these assets are going to go to zero. I think we don't necessarily know how to value these today because they're fluctuating on a global scale that we haven't really seen before. 2017 was a crazy year in terms of uh, price appreciation for pretty much everything. We're starting up the new year in a very sort of choppy mode. I think a lot of people are a little nervous. Some people are definitely taking a little bit of their money off the table. That's probably healthy.
4: In 2018, I also expect the same excitement around price as institutions come into the space. And the risk there is that price and the opportunity to make a quick return by investing in Bitcoin can become distracting from what we're really meant to do in the space, and that is to introduce a new paradigm that includes decentralized technologies.
2: And I think some of the kind of the excitement and speculation can be helpful in 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 that it's a source of funding for lots of experimental projects that might otherwise not get funded. I think that said, I feel like the overall crypto market went up 45x last year. I think that's just. It's gotten ahead of itself.
4: I don't have to explain to people anymore what Bitcoin is or what Ethereum is. People actually know and they're caring and they're reading about it. Well, I
3: think 2018 has a couple of stories coming together. One is that I think institutional investors and traditional equity investors are really taking a hard look at this space for the first time. I think they're trying to look at it through the lens of equity companies, but I think they're eventually going to start to look at it through blockchain businesses itself. The
2: long term through line is definitely up. Uh, but it's not like, you know, $15 billion in one month with no product up. We
3: haven't yet seen the impact of regulation on ICOs. And I do feel like 2018 is going to be a year when a lot of regulation will start to emerge around ICOs.
2: In my general view is uh, initial coin offerings are, by and large, illegal securities offerings. Uh, and when the SEC decides to finally do something, they're going to come to a similar conclusion. and, and for- Force the secondary trading of ICOs to be done differently.
4: One of the risks that we've seen be most obstructive to companies building in the space is the cost of compliance with regulation or the cost of uncertainty. I think there's nothing they can really do. Like, there's not that much they can do. And a lot of people are just going out of the country and doing this stuff. Over
2: 10 years, I think that governments around the world will adapt and allow for people to basically legalize ICOs, right? Legalize them for basically funding of anything maybe not every country, but enough of them will do it, that the countries who don't allow that will be sort of left out.
4: There's an opportunity for a regulatory arbitrage play by international governments. Governments that are more permissive and that allow innovators room to build without themselves being censored or or punished or threatened with punishment for building. We'll see entrepreneurship and talent shift there.
2: Retail investors are fickle and at some point there's gonna be a crash that money will dry up. And a lot of the money that's being invested in these ICOs, I think, are gains from Bitcoin and Ethereum. And if those assets aren't appreciating as quickly, people will have less money to throw around.
3: I think increasing accessibility for the everyday investor will be the primary thing going forward. Well, I think one of the reasons blockchain hasn't connected with a lot of investors is that this is really a millennial phenomenon, that millennials have really driven tokenization or fractionalization in a lot of businesses, you know, it's Uber and Airbnb, but more importantly, the millennials are the largest single population cohort in history. It's close to 95 million people and they're now just entering prime income age. On
2: a global basis though, I'm fairly bullish uh, because the first million is the hardest, right? And you know, so you've already got 30, 50 million people who hold cryptocurrency. You know, tens of millions just on the major exchanges alone. Once you kind of got that breakout sort of success with thousands of people building token and blockchain projects this year, that's kind of a runway for your train. I have seen multiple waves of overinvestment in categories, whether it was in cable infrastructure, whether it was in mobile infrastructure, or even the internet itself. So I think the overinvestment in ICOs that are happening right now. A lot of money is going to be lost. But what's going to come behind that is a wave of innovation that I think will surprise us all.
0: Yeah, you can hear some statements in there where you're like, oh, wow, they were exactly right. You hear some other statements that are like, man, they were exactly wrong. I think one of the one of the interesting statements that I heard in there was the millennial effect. And I've been saying that for some time, even last year. I really do believe that the people our age that are growing up at this time, that understand cryptocurrency, that want to use it day-to-day to to pay for items like honestly i was talking about this yesterday if i had a if i had a wristband where i could hold crypto on it and i could just pay with my wristband and not even use it every day but just as a as a backup if i ever forgot my wallet or something and i could use my wristband to pay whatever i needed to pay i would do it especially if i had crypto i wouldn't want to use fiat or a credit card i'd want to use crypto because i have a lot of it right i don't know i'm bullish on the future especially when it comes to technology it's all about the fundamentals but let's talk about the price let's jump to coin talk starting now
1: it is time only crypto coins trade predictions ahead it is what you spend all day wondering isn't it this crypto dream
0: ladies and gentlemen it's time for coin talk but before we dive into that because i know you, you can't wait to talk about coin i actually have a lot of good points that i want to touch on today um i've just been consuming so much and uh it's time for a release <laughs> i need a i need a, I need to talk about this um we did our thriller news show uh the day before yesterday and everybody liked it i was really surprised. Uh, yeah, I worked really hard on it and I there's a couple things I want to fix on it. A couple things I want to change. But other than that, uh, if you guys have any opinions or any good feedback, I would love to hear it. Uh, send it my way. Thriller podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was I think it went well. I think it went well for our first episode. We're still kind of finding our way. But sooner or later, we'll, we'll get there. Next thing I want to touch on. Was our campaign that's right? Our thriller studio campaign. No, it's happening, and people have been uh, there's some There's been some questions, it's different questions all over the place. Cirque 360 of questions, right? Three, I feel like 360 is like the new thing that I'm using anyway. Um, okay, first off, if if we don't sell the min the minimum is only five t shirts, so if we don't sell the minimum, there's only 17 days left for this campaign. So if you buy a t shirt, it's 24 bucks. You're going to get your T-shirt at the end of the campaign. There's 17 days left. But if you don't buy one, or no, I'm sorry, if you do buy one, <laughs> if you do buy one and uh, the minimum threshold of five is not reached, you get refunded. And don't worry about the payment processing. It's all done through uh, the company that's doing the T-shirts and it, they're legit. I mean, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, but... Uh, I honestly think that we're going to sell five T-shirts. I don't think we're not going to sell five T-shirts. You know, what's interesting to me is that this whole crypto winter is kind of made me stronger. <laughs> it's made me a stronger HODLer. It's made me a stronger, um, you know, just investor. Uh, it's taught me a lot of things about what I did wrong, what I did right, uh, it makes Charlie Lee look like a genius <laughs> right now, <laughs> getting out at like one or $300 or whatever it was. Um, but it also taught me a lot of things just like not even just the monetary side, but like on the fundamental side, because I'm still looking at that stuff. And we'll touch more on it. But this this T-shirt that we're selling, it's a crypto winter T-shirt. It's a badge of honor, I think, in my opinion. I feel like if you have a shirt that says you survived the crypto winter of 2018 and you came out the other side even stronger like that's a t-shirt that's going to stand the legacy of time uh, i really believe that and i'm not really trying to show this t-shirt but, <laughs> but trust me when i say this you're going to be proud wearing that t-shirt next year when you're when freaking bitcoin is up back over ten thousand so dollars people are going to be like what shirt is that and they're going to be like oh that's my crypto winter t-shirt because i survived it in 2018 when you punks weren't there, <laughs> like you're gonna have a badge of honor, you're gonna have a badge to wear, and people, are, you're gonna be able to prove to people that hey, you were holding through the up, through the down, and you took it like a champ, and you didn't give up, and you didn't give up your stack, you didn't, you didn't give up your bags, right? That's that's what ultimately this is about, not giving up, and this t-shirt is a testament to that. So, yeah, buy a t-shirt. It's twenty four bucks. You literally will have a shirt that will be a remembrance of your lost money during this time. And trust me, it'll get better. When I got in 2015, like, honestly, I came in when the, the, the major dip already fell. So I didn't experience this before. I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't experience until it was already kind of sideways and flatlined. Right. So at that point, I really wasn't, really wasn't aware of how, how hard that hurt (laughs) like i didn't so like all the people that are getting in now like people that are just discovering of of cryptocurrencies have no idea what it feels like (laughs) to go at the very top to the very bottom but you will know you have felt that and it doesn't feel good but trust me it's going to be worth it when you come out the other side you already know what that high feels like, you know, at that, you know, at that point when it's gone up too high. Right. Like you all understand that at this point. So you got to hang in there because when I got in 2015, I, I I didn't know 2016, 2017 was going to happen. You can kind of feel it at the beginning of 2017, like something was churning. You like, Everybody could, was talking about it. But it, it wasn't until, like, you know, we got to, like, June, July where everybody was like, oh, wow, this is going to rise again. And then speculation and everything else. So that's what I'm saying. When we get out of this winter, we'll know. We'll feel it in the air. And this is why you need this shirt. 24 bucks It's going to get you that badge of honor. So I hope you guys do the right thing and support our Thriller Studio. And, uh, yeah. And then I also want to think you know, there's been so many people that's been sending donations. Like, Thank you so much, like I can't believe there's people actually sending in donations it's it's amazing um we have you, you can you can send crypto donations as well. I'll put a link there. I'm trying to get an account with bitpay so it's um it's done through them um but uh, they have a they they charge like a percentage honestly um but uh, I want to make it as easy for y'all as possible um but yeah, and you know it's kinda weird too. And I didn't want to really want to talk about this, but I kinda kinda I kinda have to, right? So there's been several businesses that's reached out to us that that want to, you know, you know, donate a large amount <laughs> to our thriller studio, but you know, they in turn want an incentive for it. Um I just want y'all to know that um that's not gonna be something that I'm gonna decide on my own. Like that's why I have the telegram. Like I have everybody there, so I think that I think in the past too we've had people come at us for sponsors and I've always gone to the Telegram and like hey guys hey ladies everybody if if I if I what do you think about this company. And then, you know, people will do the research on it or they'll look at it and be like, uh, it looks kind of shaky, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Right. And and then, you know, there'll be a conversation there where they'll say, well, how much are they, <laughs> they want to pay? And I'll tell them the amount. They'll be like, whoa. And I'll be like, yeah, but if it's not, I'm not it's not worth it. And then so we won't do it. Right. So. People are coming at us now And they're wanting ridiculous They want to pay A ridiculous amount But at the same time I'm like "Eh, I don't want to do it And some I can just say Automatically no Because I can tell But then there's some That are kind of like In the middle Where they're like You know It could be a good thing It could not be a good thing But I'm kind of like Have to decide But Ultimately, when I do decide, okay, this looks like a good thing, I want to reach out to everybody in the telegram community and ask them first, because podcasts aren't like a YouTube where you can see the comments. (laughs) Right. It's it's mainly it's all done, you know, just by listening. It's a one way conversation. And that's why I love the telegram, because you can give your feedback there and I can ask you questions and you can tell me back what you think. And I'm pretty open book. So by all means, ask, ask away. But I'll do the same. So when these businesses come at me, some of them I just throw out the window because I already know like that's a scam. And then there's some like our ICOs, and I'm like, no, we're not doing that. I'm not trying to go go to jail or get fined by the SEC. But uh, there's some that are right in the middle where I'm like, oh, this looks kind of like a a good idea. And then you know I want to be able to reach out to y'all and say, hey, what do you think about this? this is how much they want to you know pay us potentially? And this could you know build out the thriller studio, and this could pay a big portion of it. So. If, if it ever gets to that point, I do want y'all to know that I'm going to reach out to y'all first and before I decide on anything, because I don't want to throw ads on the podcast if I don't have to. And it's one of those things too. Like, I don't want to do, um, like, you know, what do they do? Like a fresh, uh, what is that fresh chef or a top chef? I don't know what they do, but like everybody has the same like audible, like, the, like everybody has the same ones. Right. It's so, it's so annoying. Right. Um, but I, I want to make sure that we we kind of stay in the same space. That it's beneficial to y'all. I'm not trying to like get like a uh, you know shill Netflix or Amazon or something, just because it's just not it's not related to what we're doing. So I want to keep it relatable to to y'all uh, and something that y'all can use as well. So just want y'all to keep that in mind. Um And I think I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I just wanted to make sure that I clear up that part of it because. Um, there's a lot of people coming in. Oh, and then one more thing. One more thing I got to mention um, as well, too. So today we have on um, Dominique Thomas from Warbly. Really nice guy. He's a fan of the podcast and he has wanted to come on here for some time now. And, you know, at first I was like, eh. and then after talking to him and I realized he wanted to make a donation to the, through the studio, I was like, whoa, OK, well, cool. Well, of course, come on the podcast. Let's talk about EOS. Let's, you know, let's talk about you can better explain it. And, you know, it's people like him that really make me see because he's been in this space for a long time that make me see that. Wow. Like everybody wants to contribute to each other's projects, whether you're in crypto media, or whether you're a crypto you know, writer or where you're a crypto a project or you're a crypto enthusiast or a crypto developer, like everybody's in this together. Right. And everybody wants to help build. And that's why I liked about Dominique. Like he was all for that. He was like, yeah, I'll throw my contribution to Thriller Studio. Like I want to see you guys build this out. It's going to be cool. Like, yes, we'll go to Austin. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like people like that, people that are willing to pitch in and help out each other. Like it's all crypto family. And That's one thing that I'm so scared of when this new institutional money comes in is losing that. Like, I'm really afraid of that. But um, there's some people that don't understand that. Right. And so those people, if they don't want to help us build, like if they don't want to contribute to the crypto community, if they just want to keep taking and taking and taking, because there's people like that. They're locuses, right? They just want to keep pulling, pulling, pulling from the community and not give at all. And those are the people that we don't want on the show. Like, those are the people that I don't want you don't you don't want you all to listen to. Like, no, because those are the people that just want to take, take, take and take without giving to the overall crypto community and making it better and lifting everybody up because that's ultimately what it's all about. Like I'm here to provide you guys with facts, with news, with entertainment sometimes, and some jokes because I'm not really that funny. Some people think I am. I don't really think I am. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So like I'm here to provide you guys with that and uh, and kind of get out of the way and just give you the information. Get out of the way. That's why I like about Thriller News, the new podcast, the new new podcast that we have inside the feed. It's because it it really puts that information front and center, delivers it to you, and then I get out of the way. It's not like this from just rambling the whole time, <laughs> anyways, I did want to clear that up because um I want to give a shout out to Dominique for you know contributing to the Thrower studio and then we have another we have another uh uh blockchain project development group coming out next week, and they contributed as well too so that's why I'm saying like it really brings me happiness to see like. Wow, like people are coming out and saying, hey, yeah, we wanna we wanna donate. And these are people that listen to the podcast. Like we want to donate to the thriller studio. Like we want to be a part of that. Like, yeah, like I appreciate that. I really, really do. And it brings joy to my heart. Like my wife was really surprised. (laughs) She was like, really? People are doing. I'm like, yeah, like, can you believe it? She's like, oh my God, it's gonna happen. I'm like, yes, we're gonna make it happen one way or another. If it takes us all of 2019 to do it, we're gonna do it. So I hope each and every one of you. Is able to you know either buy a T-shirt for twenty-four dollars and have that badge of honor that you survived a crypto winter, or you know donate two or three dollars to the donations page. All the links are in the show notes. So thank you so much. And with that, let's roll the disclaimer.
1: Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he can. Scan. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. Not so much today. Uh, there's some scary stuff going on, and this is not, well, it's coming from bitcoin.com, so take it as you can right there. But uh historically we have we have some whales among us, and these people are dormant Bitcoin whales, and you know they they have moved over one point five billion that's right crypto money in addresses so on december fourth twenty eighteen we had an unknown transfer of sixty six thousand Bitcoins transferred to an unknown wallet. So we have another 66,000 Bitcoin transferred to another wallet and so on and so on. So according to the data and various blockchain explorers, more than one billion worth of BTC has shifted out of four dormant addresses to other wallets. And this is a lot of people scared because everybody's watching the crypto bear markets and it's looking like something else is going to happen. At this point, people are predicting $3,200. If you go on Telegram, we have Matthew giving you up to the date chart analysis throughout the day and as far as i could tell everybody's everybody's expecting 3200 at this point um so yeah right now it's at 3426 and it's sinking it's down nine percent bitcoin uh we have a total coin market cap of 108 dollars overall this is this is what i know and you know we have this segment we have the disclaimer because I want y'all to know like none of this is financial advice. Like, absolutely understand that, right? So, take it for what it's worth. And during this time, during this crypto winter, I've come to understand that you have to get a consensus for the whole market. I feel like before you could make these outward predictions, and for the most part, everybody was right, or, you know, some people were right because they were looking at different things that would trigger, you know, a, a, a price surge or different things like that. And if you're paying attention to all the news and all the stuff that was going on and the underlining kind of technology and how it's being built and what, how that works with this other stuff and how these partners and so on and so forth, like you could see the price surges you could see them coming, right? But now in this crypto winter, you have to put on a hold a totally different the baseball cap. And I've come to realize that in this space right now, during this, this bear market, it's very much a consensus kind of kind of um movement so for the majority of people no matter if nasdaq releases you know (laughs) a freaking bitcoin futures contract tomorrow it's not going to move the price right so you can't look at news anymore as that as a a surge for you know increasing bitcoin price it's not going to happen like that So you have to get a consensus of the whole entire market. And that's what we're doing. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to start Thriller News, because I wanted to cover a whole 360 of the crypto world. There goes that 360 thing again. (laughs) So according to Willy Woo, he's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, charters on crypto Twitter. He says that he's putting together a current snapshot of the market price action and fundamental blockchain indicators. He has his his, – Scenario for the coming year, he says, this is not a map for trading, but should help longtime hodlers judge when an end, when an entry point is available. So he so we're looking at it right now. He has a basic two hundred week moving average, and he has that price at fifty two. I'm sorry, fifteen hundred $1,500, and fifteen hundred and fifty dollars. He has the end, actually, he has the accumulation phase of Bitcoin, which means the rising of Bitcoin. Happening in May, he sees a total capitulation of Bitcoin at around $2,200. That's where he thinks it's going to end up, $2,200. He does set that the end of a bear timing would happen on fundamental blockchain indicators. Tracking coin movement dynamics, that is age and volume of hodl activity currently, suggests Q2 of 2019. So he thinks capitulation and accumulation are going to happen around the same time, around april may of 2019 and he has that projecting around 2200 dollars now he doesn't see the next big big like kind of rise happening to the end of 2020 the beginning of 2020 or 2021 i'm sorry so at that point we're gonna be in this for a while like this is gonna go down and sideways for a very long time um But he is one of the best. Willy Woo is one of the best. According to his data, that's what he's predicting. He also has some upwards bounces that he released here three or four days ago. He was right on them. Um, Yeah, I would follow him on Twitter. He's he's one of the best. And the whole, if you look at the coin market cap right now, you have Bitcoin SV. That's right. Craig writes Bitcoin SV going up 20% today. People are calling it not the flippening. They're calling it the faking (laughs) because it's it's one hundred and seven dollars. It's number five. It's right behind Stellar at number four. And it's it's trekking up and it already passed Bitcoin Cash at number seven. And gosh, man, what is going on? (laughs) Like at this point, like what is going on? I don't know. I don't know who paid that guy. But at this point, it definitely sees definitely seems like somebody paid him. (laughs) So it feels like feels like a CIA operation going on or something. You know, I don't really get into the whole conspiracy stuff, you know, when it comes to crypto. But gosh, that feels like (laughs) right on the nose. Right. Doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. At this point. I'm just so done with Bitcoin cash. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, too. And, and that's that's kind of that's my sentiment. You know, I hear that a lot. There's a lot of people that are just done with Bitcoin cash. If anything, seeing the way that Bitcoin cash debacle has transpired the past two months, it makes me even more bullish on Bitcoin. Um, yeah and it makes me more bullish on ethereum. Ethereum's at $87 right now, down 14%. That's right. It dipped under $100. Made a lot of people, a lot of bitcoin maximalists happy. Uh, we got stellar at uh, 11 cents. And this this breaks my heart because I freaking love stellar. Like I think it's one of the best blockchain projects out there. Like technology-wise, like it's stacked. Like it's, it's doing great things. If you're, if you're into technology like me and and you understand how networks work and, and just what they're trying to do and we've covered them in the past and gosh, man, like their technology stack is just top notch. Like it really is. I know, I know it gets so much crap because people think that it's a ripoff or a fork of XRP, which it's not. Uh, And gosh, man, they just don't understand uh, the technology behind things. And, they don't understand the actual, you know, how the price is gonna rise for a coin like that once all these partnerships come into fruition that they've already achieved. But it doesn't matter because that's another way that people are if you if you look at the fundamentals, people are saying that it's gonna go down to eight cents now. So a lot of people are dropping. That's why you're seeing it go from 14 cents yesterday. To 8 cents or to 11 cents today and people are predicting it's going to go to 8 cents so once it gets to 8 cents people are going to start predicting either it's going to go lower it's going to go up higher either way i'm picking up man like i'm picking up more stellar i told you i'm going to keep picking up more bitcoin more ethereum and more stellar i'm not going to buy bitcoin at this point until it gets to 3200 at that point i will wait and see what happens but do i expect it to go down to 2200 it really doesn't matter what I think at this point. It, it matters what the whole crypto crypto consensus, <laughs> what we all agree on, what Bitcoin's price is going to be. It seems that everybody's projecting three thousand two hundred, so it's going to happen, right? Um, we have all these whales moving large amounts of Bitcoin, you know, to which dresses I don't know are they are they over the counter trades? who knows right but th- they're moving. these are dormant addresses that haven't moved since 2013, but they're moving now. so either one or two things are gonna happen either they're gonna get dumped right we're gonna get are gonna get, we're gonna get a, a mass you know decrease down to 2200 bucks or or who knows who knows man who knows at this point it's madness today's a really awful day in crypto by the way <laughs> I will tell you one thing I will tell you one thing there's some really tasty prices like I was looking at EOS today dollar75 holy crap I remember during the bull market that was at 24 bucks was it or was it 40 I want to say it was at 24 bucks where was it at yeah okay so right before they ended and they released their own token it was 21 bucks. But during the yeah, during the all-time high, it got to $18. So, man, I don't know, man. There's some really good buys out there. You got Litecoin at $25. Bucks. It's probably going to go even lower. Probably going to go back to down to $15 or $10. Um, got Tron at, at a penny. Got Cardano at $0.02. Cents. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, man, that was at $0.93. Cents. You know, we were talking about that today on the Telegram. That's probably one of my biggest mistakes, of this whole well i mean we we all made mistakes right but if i had to fess up to like one that i regret is not selling cardano at 93 cents because i had a fuck ton of cardano i should have i should have sold it at 93 cents that was one where i was like no it's it's gonna keep growing <laughs> like it's gonna keep going cardano is such a great project and gosh man that was one that i do regret i really do um, there's not really a lot of them. Uh that what's probably that's probably the only one. Stellar, like the seller that I have, I'm not gonna sell it. Like there's and that's another thing too, right? So I've been playing with Stellar X lately where I've been buying some XRP and kind of buying it low and shooting it high, just because XRP to me seems like its own kind of um uh not anyway, even want to use that word standard but it seems it seems like it's it's it has its own uh what, what's the word i'm looking for it's it's its own um its own it has its own feel on wraps of course but it's its own kind of moving price right it doesn't follow bitcoin as much today it is today it totally is but um it, it's one of those where you could kind of fluctuate but right now at this point I'm stuck holding some XRP at 33 cents because I was like, OK, I was going to wait to go back up. But now I'm stuck and now it's at 30 cents. So that way that's what happens when you try to, you know, do stuff like me. Like, so I'm saying don't listen to me because a lot of this stuff is just me, you know, going on StellarX and, and and trying to accumulate more XLM or trying to accumulate more Bitcoin. And then it leaves you stuck holding some XRP that you don't want to be holding because I'm not going to sell. Like, I'm absolutely not going to sell for a loss. Like, I don't do that. Um, yeah. And you shouldn't either. That's that's one of the that's one of the probably the, the, the smartest things you should you should know is don't sell at a loss. Even right now, when it's probably like, you know, that, you know, some coins are going to go down to a certain level. I will never sell a loss. Never. I refuse to. I refuse to. I'd rather go down with the sinking ship. I really would. I really would. And you look at Ethereum Classic right now, it's at $3.38. God, this is one of DCG's projects. (laughs) We know that thing's going to increase. It was at $40 during the bull market. Gosh, man. $3.38. Gosh. We know it's going to get over again. I know. I feel like I know zcash the same thing it's at 54 bucks right now didn't even make a dent on coinbase blue when it got added no one cared it was so bad we got zero x at 30 cents dang that's a good price but i would wait a little lower we got decred 16 dollars. got waves at 1.45 yeah there's there's just um some really good really good prices here for some good um that's funny so back so factum you know, shot up pretty high and a lot of people made some money on it and now it's back down to $12. Yeah, you know, fact them. Got Sia coin, two tenths of a cent. It's a good time by see Sia. Yeah, there's some projects here that I'm bullish on that I still have, right? Like I'm not selling any of these. Some of these that I'm holding long, man. I'm holding long. Like I'm not looking, like Decentraland's one of them. It's five cents right now. I'm holding that long, five years, at the very least, right? So some of these are already taken into account that they're going to go down. So I'm not worried about them. You know, one of the one of the one of the other mistakes that I did was buy some of these too high. Right. So when I was accumulating, I would probably say bat was one of them. When I was accumulating bat and zero X, when I was accumulating bat and zero X, like I was buying bat like at 40 cents. (laughs) Now bat's at 12 cents. Right. Zero X, too. I was accumulating like when it was over a dollar. Remember that? Like that's why I'm saying like some of those. You know, those are long place too, as well. But I'm not going to sell not going to sell at a loss like that's ridiculous. I know some people would rather sell at a loss, you know, it's like, say, for example, I have a thousand zero X coins. Right. And, you know, somebody wants somebody's like, yeah, you should sell it, and move it over to Bitcoin. I'm like, I refuse to, you know, I refuse to because I know I've looked at the technology for zero X. We've done a podcast on it. I know the fundamentals when it comes to what they're building. I understand it. Like, I know that they're actually making a product and it's actually fully and functional and it's it's, it's running. So these are the reasons why I'm not going to sell my 0x because I know that when people realize what they're actually doing, they're going to want to get on board. But for right now, it's going to go down. It's going to continue to go down. It's probably going to go down to 15 cents. I'll pick up some more. But you know there's some other projects like that. You know, there's a lot of projects like that where it's going to go down even more and they're they're really great projects and and we've looked at them on the podcast and it's not the price is not a reflection of the amount of work that has been done on them. You know, there's some that there's some that come out of nowhere like bitcoin sv that didn't do anything. Like they didn't do anything. All they did was fork, right? And then they get all this accumu- all this all this Free money, and they haven't done shit for the community. If anything, they've made us all look like a mockery, you know, to mainstream. So, yeah, sorry. Kind of just really frustrated with the whole Bitcoin Cash thing. It's really driving me nuts at this point. Kind of just tired of hearing about it. You know it's you know, and I really never really never hate too many cryptos. red coin's really the only one, but I'll tell you man bitcoin s v is becoming one of those that I'm just not liking anymore um just because I feel like it's sticking its middle finger to us today, up twenty percent anyways, that's it for coin talk <laughs> that's it for coin talk at this point um sorry for sorry for the the rant and the um and everything else, but we'll get through it. I'm not I'm not too worried. Worst case scenario, we get down a twenty two hundred bucks or even fifteen hundred dollars like Willy Woo was talking about. We get down we get down to fifteen fifty. Shit. I'll just buy some more at that point. Cause I know it's gonna go back up. Or it doesn't, and we, we go down <laughs> even further into oblivion. No, I, I think I think I think I think twenty two hundred seems like the right Seems like the right range to me. It just does. Seems like where it should be, right? It it seems like the bottom 2200 I don't know. I could be wrong. But to me, it does. But I mean, again, it'll depend on the entire market, what everybody's seeing on the charts. Everybody's following it. It's almost like self-actualization. That's a thing. With that, let's get into our main topic. Today, we are discussing EOS with Dominique Thomas of Warbly. He's uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to the EOS space. I learned a lot. And I, I asked him the tough questions that there, he didn't shy away from. them And he was brutally honest. And I love that because that shows me that he has nothing to hide. Main topic starting now. say right now, none of this is financial advice. If you're going to invest in EOS, do so at your own risk, not mine. And above all else, do your own research. Don't trust me. Don't trust me. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, I think that's it. I guess now we can begin. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main topic today. We have Dominic Thomas from Warbly. Hey, Dominic. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the show and talking to EOS. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, we've covered EOS in the past. Maybe I want to see maybe a few times. Uh, I think the last time we covered it was right before you know, it went on and did its own thing. Can you kind of explain to us kind of where the state of EOS is right now? Is it pronounced EOS or EOS? I feel like I always say EOS.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I I say EOS. Um, you know, I'm not sure that it really matters. I think we're <laughs> talking about that's that's at the end of the day what what what's important. I'd say that you know I I think EOS is you know it's it's finding its footing. Uh, I think a lot of people are aware of some of the different issues around, you know, governance and block producers and all that stuff. You know, EOS is a, it's a, it's a big experiment, you know, it's the first blockchain that's including governance and bringing in these Ricardian contracts and, um, you know, it's, it's complex. You know, I think that even for those of us that are in it, there's always more discovery you know, it's, it's deep. I mean, you know, Dan Larimer is, you know, this is his third project. Uh, he's, he's been around a while. He's produced some really innovative stuff and EOS is kind of that, that next iteration. And so, you know, as far as the EOS mainnet community which I've been involved with about a year now, um, you know, I think we're about to, uh, uh start to get some movement, you know, um, the, the, uh, voting referendum tool is, uh, I, I believe finished. Uh, and so I think we're about to get some movement on constitution and, and a whole host of issues.
0: Um, one of the things I've kind of always kind of just wondered with, with EOS and EOS, or <laughs> I'm going to go with EOS just cause I've always pronounced it that way. Um, do you think it's, it's a battle with Ethereum? Like, I, I don't want to start off with a hard hitting question like that, but, or do you see it more like, hey, I mean, everybody's going to pick their own blockchain. That's the route they're going to run on. Or do you see it more like uh, it is a battle?
5: I, I, don't, I don't say that's a hard question. You know, blockchain is an emerging technology. You know, uh, our attorney, I think, said it best Tom Bicknell. You know, he said, look, this is open source going mainstream you know, there's a different culture in blockchain. And so, you know, I think when we say like competition and blockchain, we're really talking about, uh, you know, innovation at a really fast uh, pace. Right. And, you know, ES does something and then, you know, Ethereum's going to evolve, right? Um, there, there's going to be changes to that protocol. You know, I mean, look, God, look at what's going on with Bitcoin, right? You know, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that's great. <laughs> it just seems like there's yeah. about a thousand Bitcoin forks. Uh, but, you know, it's, I wouldn't call it a competition. I think they have some different, very unique use cases. And I think that for those of us who care about the kind of, core values of blockchain right transparency and and freedom and decentralization and and all the things that blockchain enables that I, I don't think it's a real competition
0: okay so we have a lot of uh, ethereum developers that listen to the show if, if they were if they're listening to you right now dominique and you know you're a big you're a big fan of eos and uh, I think you even, you even have your own project on there, right? Worbly, is that correct?
5: Yeah, yeah. So we're a, we're an EOS sister chain, uh, as we're calling it. We're kind of trying to come up with the vocabulary because we're, we're not really a fork, right? We don't have a shared history. EOS is an open source software with the MIT license. And we've just taken it and it's like our own flavor. Um, so we're our own chain and, and we're doing the financial services AML KYC thing. But um, yeah, you know, uh, as far as, you know, what common I might have for like Ethereum devs or really devs on any other programmable blockchain is, um, you know, build apps that are um, compatible, right? Like we're really working on IBC and our blockchain communication. You know, I think these closed systems are not going to stay that way. You know, a lot of people are working on protocols where, Hopefully in the future, someone builds an app on Ethereum, even though it's in Solidity and, you know, it's a different programming language, it should be accessible uh, and be able to interact with at least and communicate with apps on EOS or apps on Lisk or Stratus, right? Or Stellar or, you know, that's the hope. Uh, I think that's the best case for everyone.
0: Yeah, I I know we saw um, the guys from Wanchain we're showing some sneak peek stuff uh, at the Texas Bitcoin conference. And, um, you know, some of the stuff that the headline was failing on stage and, you know, um, they ended up coming back later that afternoon and kind of showing it to completion. How hard is this stuff? I, I, you know, I'm not a developer myself. I'm, I'm more of a network guy, but you know, day to day, you know, putting in this together, like as a team, your team, like, is this stuff pretty hard or do you think it's, um, it's a necessary, um, kind of tough walk that everybody has to take when trying to build something like this that's going to be worth a lot of money potentially? Well, I think it's,
5: you know, it's a new technology, of course. So even developers that are seasoned and have been building in, you know, traditional programming languages like, uh, you know, the JavaScript devs or C++ devs or, you know, the C-shock devs in the Microsoft community, um, you know, there's a learning curve like anything, but What's different about blockchain is it's a very highly specialized database. And I'm not sure that everyone really knows what, what blockchain is. You know, And these programmable blockchains, I think, confuse that because we were just talking, uh, we're, we have a big team meeting right now. I'm actually taking time out from, a, we have all of our leadership team for a retreat for a week. And we're saying that we're not going to say the word dApps anymore. Because they're really not dApps, they're applications. <laughs> and a lot of them are just web applications that are connected to and communicating with blockchains. So when you start to simplify it like that, I mean, I think in the future, for example, we're not going to be talking about blockchains to consumers or users, right? They don't care where the software runs. You know, Does anybody talk about uh, Apache servers? You know, does anybody talk about the Amazon cloud? You know, they they don't care where Netflix is hosted. They care about Netflix, right? They don't care about the tech behind Facebook. They care about Facebook. And so I think, you know, that's where we need to go and where we are going. Um, And so, you know, the devs are are getting a handle on that, too. And really, blockchain is the new tool. And we don't, I don't think any
0: of us are entirely sure what it can do yet. So... I think EOS right now is at $2. I think it is somewhere around there. I'm not sure if you guys look at the price, but we look at the price <laughs> for every episode <laughs> and um, it's funny. Cause I'm like, there's a, not I'm just not the only person. There's other people that are like, Hmm, $2. That's a good price to get in on EOS. I'm not asking you to shill it or anything like that, but I was wondering, does how, how, how much, like, honestly, like honestly, how much does that affect your mindset going in every day? Or you just don't care. Like, seriously.
5: Um, you know, we really don't care because we're still building something, right? We're, we're building a product. We, we have a business uh, in in this network. We've chosen a technology. Uh, sure, it's it's tokenized, right? I think I, I just checked it. It's at $2.19. I just looked on Blockfolio. But, um, you know, and I own some EOS. So, I mean, I, I care as an individual, cares about anything that they have their money invested in. But, you know, we've really seen this kind of crypto winner, right? As everybody's calling it, as a huge opportunity. For those of us who are really serious, right? You know, we're not a group of the white paper, right? Trying to raise, you know, 50 million and buy the Lambos and go to all the events and, you know, wear the t-shirts, right? I mean, you know, I still wear the t-shirt because it's cool and I want to promote my project, but I don't have a Lambo and you know, we've raised the amount of money we've needed as we've gone and we've tried to be reasonable and tie it to budgets. And I guess, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. So I just turned 44 in September and most of our teams, you know, mid 30s to, you know, up and and we've all been in business in different capacities in the past. So we just treat it like any other business, which is that we've got to solve a problem. You know, we have a product. Uh, We hope that it's, you know, something that users respond to. And we're going to we're going to grow the business. Um, and so the the environment isn't as big of a deal. You know, our token's not trading yet. So I might have a different opinion if it was. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest. I love that I got to be honest, right? You know, we're just, we're still, we're, we, we're selling a little bit. But, um, you know, if it were trading, I'm, I'm sure I'd be concerned. But at the same time, even then, I, we're doing something substantial. We have a long view and we feel like, you know, the value will be created in time and the crypto markets are going to mature. I think we all know it's just a lot of speculation right now. Everybody's looking for that 10x, that 100x, like boom, boom, boom. People may right? It's been crazy. Uh, that's not our style. So it's a long answer to, of course, we look at it, but it doesn't define our strategy. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. I, I mean, you know, we, we have you know, people on here and they'll say they don't look at the price, but you know, like you're right. Once you get your token out there into the world, it's your baby, right? So you don't want to see it getting beaten every day. <laughs> like that. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, you know, one of the biggest things that people say about EOS is Dan Laramore, right? I know we touched on him earlier and I've never met the guy. I'm sure he's great. But what do you think about that when people say that he's like a serial, you know, blockchain creator and he just can't help himself, right? I think right now he's trying to build another type of bitcoin or something like that that has been spread around but do 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 you think that's do you think that's uh, detrimental to the the whole eos uh ecosystem or you think not so much we got it from here we'll take it over
5: i i don't i don't think so at all i I you know no one gets mad at elon musk because he's got tesla and spacex right and what's that drilling thing i forget what that's called it's got a real weird name uh you know he's drilling tunnels he's an inventor right that's what elon musk is he's kind of our 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 tesla of this time or edison right you know one of these guys and i think dan's the equivalent blockchain right he's an inventor he's a creator uh he's iterated you know he started with bitshares he's stuck with delegated proof of stake and and graphene and these technologies that, that he's created and he's not going anywhere with EOS i don't know what people are thinking i think they're overreacting because he's had a few projects um you know the the experiment he, it, the idea he has around a, a coin is is just that it's another idea but you know there's a 4 billion dollar war chest here with block one and they have headquarters in, you know, Virginia over in this, this neck of the woods. I mean, I live in Maryland and, and then they've got Hong Kong and Dan's committed to EOS. You know, he's locked in um, there. I, I met Dan at the, uh, at the uh, San Francisco hackathon, spoke with him briefly, you know, and a lot of our block producers for our chain and no one's worried about it. That's the cool thing, right? Blockchain's a, a community. It's, it's like I said earlier, it's open source gone mainstream. So we all take ownership. Uh, someone starts something and it's our job to all go with it, right? And and add our little flavor and energy to it. And But I don't think Dan's going anywhere and none of that worries me at all.
0: Yeah, thank you for being so honest and, and direct. And I really like that. You know, it it lets us kind of peer into, you know, what, what it's like the day to day. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Block one, are they pretty easy to get along with? Have you had any issues with them or are they more of a, just kind of a, a, a silo thing that no one really that talks to you or asks for assistance? How does, how does that relationship work? If you're a developer, if you're starting out your own project on EOS?
5: I, I mean, I, you know, I know that they're in contact with block producers and, you know, Dan's been very active in the telegram communities from, from the beginning, uh, you know, you see him around here and there. And he, I think he's, you know, for a guy, I'm sure who's as limited on time as, as anyone, um, you know, he's, 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 pretty out there. Um, you know, the block one, you know, staff and, and team, you know, they've been doing these hackathons. So that's been a real gathering point for those of us in the US yes community. I just went to the San Francisco one. We had team members go to London and Sydney. We don't have anybody in South Africa cause we're not that builders, but, um, you know, I know that they're constantly exchanging information with the mainnet BPs. We've had some conversations, with, you know, with them and, you know, you can reach out on Telegram or whatever. Um, but you know, they're, they're doing their own thing too. I mean, they're, I know they're, they're they've talked about it. They're building applications and they're continuing to, uh, build out the, you know, the EOS, um, blockchain protocol. And, you know, I think like as any company they're as communicative as as anyone could ask for, I haven't heard anybody complain about it. Let's put it that way, um, but they keep things under wraps like any other company. You know, they're they're a real business, so they, you know, they and and I think the other challenge for all of us is it's kind of like you know we're in this environment where none of us know what the real rules are. You know, we're building this KYC compliant blockchain, right? And we're trying to follow. Tell us about
0: that. How is that? How is that working out for you?
5: Yeah, it's good so far, but it, it's tough. I mean, we're just trying to basically it's a moving target, right? We got to pick the, the highest standard out there and say, okay, this is like what banks are doing, right? And this is what uh, the countries with the strictest rules are doing. So if we want to be global, let's use that as a standard. But we can't ever know entirely, right? What the, what the rules will be in the future. And so intent is important. And that's what we've learned. And we've got some real experienced people who have been in the financial industry and at the end of the day, you know, the SEC gets this thing, you know, they're going to come banging on your door you token sale, your security, ah, you're going to get dragged off to jail, right? And that's not, we've seen that. I mean, they've, the, the few people they've come down on, they've fined them a few hundred thousand dollars. Well, these teams raised like, you know, 30 million. I mean, at the end of the day, right? <laughs> so it's like a yeah, speed ticket. <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't know. If you wanted to give me 30 million right now and I had to pay a tax of 250K, I'd do that deal. <laughs> um so we're but we're all trying to figure it out. And there is a little bit of fear. Um you'd be crazy not to not to be concerned and try to really keep your ducks in a row. So uh we've just tried to do that. Uh we just opened our portal uh Couple, well, it's almost two weeks now um you know i had some growing pains We're the first ones to do this right we're, we're creating this uh fully compliant blockchain every user is going to go through aml kyc every business is going to go through a corporate aml kyc and it's hopefully so that we can do financial services on the blockchain and and no one's going to have uh governments banging on their
0: doors so, so, uh, you know, from what I've read about, about y'all uh, um, Warbly and what you're building, Dominic, is it's more going to, it's going to be like securities on, I guess, an EOS blockchain, very similar to what Stellar's doing or how, how, what exactly is the end game with y'all? Is it kind of like a full 360 kind of financial system that you guys are building or can you kind of explain that? Yeah. With,
5: with yeah. It's definitely more of a, a full uh, 360 system. You know, I, I use the analogy of, of, you know, programmable blockchains are like virtual real estate, especially EOS, you know, and we've taken it and, and you grab the EOS software and that's just like a piece of land that has certain features, right? It's like, if you're on the beach or whatever. And so we think EOS is amazing. So we're going to say we're beachfront property, um, you know, and then we've got to bring in the services, the infrastructure to build certain things. Um, You know, if you wanted to uh, build, uh, you know, skyscrapers, for example, you know, uh, you're going to need certain materials and tools and all that stuff, but you're going to need all the services. And so, you know, we're building in the compliance and all of the infrastructure so that hopefully, let's say you had an idea to build a, a crypto fiat gateway, you don't have to do everything yourself, right? You don't have to get all the KYC process and a huge compliance department and you don't need, um, you know, uh, all of the other developer tools to start from scratch. You could just come in, build your application, you know, stake, uh, whatever you need on the blockchain for the transactions and the users, but the users are there and they're compliant and they're ready to go. And you can just start interacting with them. But we see, you know, we've got trading platforms. We've got people talking about accounting software. We've got charities, we've got insurance, um, you know, in insured wallets, all kinds of different stuff. going. we've got somebody who's tokenizing gold mines um, and that's pretty cool. Uh, And it's legit. I mean, it's a legit company that's, that's doing this. I think they have seven gold mines and you know, they're going to, they're going to create a a security token around it and people are going to be able to make an investment. That's pretty cool.
0: And do you guys plan to like build out, is it going to, is this going to be done like through a mobile app or is it going to be done through, I mean, how how is that going to be? How's that going to be worked out?
5: Yeah, we'll have desktop and mobile. Uh, right now, it's just desktop. Um, you know, again, a small project. You know, we we haven't raised you know tons of money. Uh, we've just been building um, almost a year now, and uh, you know, but yeah, there'll be mobile applications. And it's really the product we're building is the user account. We're trying to make it easy to to interact for the user with the blockchain, right? So, you know, you can access EOS at like the command line with Cleos, but you know, you've got to be a, a, a dev or a serious technical person to do that, right? That's not going to work for the average person. So we're building an account that's going to interact and help a user just go in and do the AML KYC and instantly create an account name. Eventually, you know, they won't have to have store their public or private keys. They'll be able to just use a password. We're going to have an insured wallet so you can keep your money in there. And if you, you know, something happens and you get hacked and it's legit, you didn't do anything wrong... Um, you know, you're going to be able to get your, your refund, uh, you're going to be able to get your money back, that kind of thing. So we're trying to make it again so that it's, for the average user who doesn't know anything about blockchain, they should be able to use our our network and not know anything about it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's the the idea, right? I mean, it needs to get to a place to where, you know, you're paying with your phone or something and you're e- using, you know, Warbly tokens or whichever tokens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean it's it it's, it's it's long ways but it's definitely something that, that we all believe will save us money ultimately and it actually benefits a large majority of people like you said in Africa how's 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 that going trying to get that global penetration is it is it as hard as everybody says it is or is it one of those things that's just going to take time and
5: yeah it's it's definitely going to take time you know the compliance is a patchwork right you know you can't just do one thing and then be be cool in every jurisdiction you know you can't just have so a lot of the a lot of that's going to happen at the app level so it's going to be up to us to do the the, the the reaching out. So we have a business development team, for example, and we were just talking tonight about how that's probably one of the teams we're going to scale the most. And they're going to need to go out and be regional and reach out to devs and and startups in Africa, for example, and in the individual countries. And But we think that once, you know, like anything, once a, a handful of people build stuff, there's going to be a, a kind of a, a blueprint, right? You know, hey, this is what a secure crypto fiat gateway looks like. And then, you know, all right, so you got to get licensed in Argentina and then there'll be teams there building one. And then, and we hope there'll be competition. I mean, we were talking tonight, like we've got to stop calling ourselves even a blockchain company because we're not a blockchain company. We're a tech company that happens to be using blockchain technology, but we're also still using, you know, JavaScript and Amazon cloud. And we're using all the other uh, technologies that any tech company would. And we're writing code um, and, and we're designing stuff. But it's not about that. It's about, we're trying to turn financial services into something that's working for you instead of something that's just costing you money. Right. That's
0: our main goal. Gosh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think takes a certain type of person to work in this field. Um, A lot of people we've talked to, they, I don't know, it's, it's something about, you know, CEOs like you, Dominic, that are just, you know, unfazed by anything and just go right into the dark and you know hopefully come out the other side into the light uh, can you just talk about how scary it is or is it scary you know running a uh like running into this new whole ecosystem because we're still we're only 10 years old at this point right and eos just came out a year ago or what this year finally but but what I mean, what type of individual are you like, you know, day to day or are you fearless? Are you are you just like the challenge?
1: I
5: I've never worked for anybody, really. Um, I was in medicine. I worked for someone briefly for a year when I came out of school and then I started my own practice mm-hmm. and and I'd followed tech and I was into Bitcoin and in like 2010. I was GPU mining and I, I just I love the technology. I really saw the social revolution more than um you know the the financial revolution as much. I mean, I can see the impact, and of course, this project's about that. But I, I see the inclusion of it. I see the 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 way that the blockchain can start holding people accountable. Right? That that trust and transparency, uh, honesty. Um, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. That that's what we all do with blockchain. Is we start to. Just create systems that are fair. I mean, I'm, I'm tired, for example, in the US of hearing like, you know, the reason why people are poor is because they're lazy or they don't try hard. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Have you ever met anybody who works for minimum wage? Like these people bust their asses and they work two jobs and, you know, don't tell me they're not trying like that. We're not in an entirely fair system and I'm not here to rant and rave about the wealthy. There's there's plenty of wealthy people who have who've worked hard and who have contributed Amazing things to society, but we do not have a fair system. We know there's a lot of, um, you know, junk that goes on, right? A lot of uh, greed and and don't tell me, you know, the global banks don't launder money for organ. You know, like it's not a fair system, right? There's definitely uh, improvements. Um, and we think that again, that accountability that, that the blockchain brings the, the triple ledger accounting, for example, which I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about anymore, but you know, that's a big advancement, you know? I mean, I can't cook my books, right? You can't have Enron on yeah. the blockchain, right? Is a famous thing in the U S you can't, you know, you're not going to have companies who can, who can, um, you know, bolster their stock price with fake earnings reports, Right. People are going to be able to find that. And that's what the beauty of blockchain is. You know, we talk about all the time that our entire brand is about our authenticity. Right. You know, if we screw up, we got to admit it, own it, do our best to fix it. Um, you just you can't you can't be full of shit. <laughs> I, I can say that on the yeah. podcast, but <laughs> no, you know, you're um, <laughs> you know, you just you have to be real. I think if, if you want to make it long term, because it, it doesn't behoove you to be dishonest because you will be found out, you know, one way or another, it's going to happen. And um, so I think that's a really good thing. Um, And and as a CEO, like I said, I've always been an entrepreneur. We were talking about that tonight. We have some people on the team who have always had kind of steady jobs and there's a certain fear. Um, And I think you just, you get used to it. That's all. Um, It's there. Oh uh, uh, yeah. But you, you get used to it. I've just, again, I've had my whole life, you know, some months I make this amount, some months I don't. And, um, you know, I've, I've had employees and, you know, they've always been paid first and, and you just, I think it's something you get used to, but yeah, you have to have a certain risk profile for it. Um, and for me, I've always had a life of service and I just see this as an extension of that, you know, to have even a shot at potentially changing financial transacting around the world. I mean, what a, what an opportunity to be grateful for.
0: Gosh, Dominique, that, that, that touches my heartstrings for real. Like I love, I love what you just said right there. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, because that's the right approach, right? I mean, we're all just trying to serve the greater good and just try to make it fair for everybody. I mean, ultimately that's all we want It's just a fair shot in life. And I think you're absolutely right, man. Like that's just, that's just the right way to to do it.
5: Yeah. I mean, I just, I grew up, you know, working class family and like first person to go to college and just take out all the loans. And, you know, I I guess I've just, I've seen it and I went to a, you know, I went to University of Southern California here in in the States and it's it's a private college. And I, you know, I definitely met some very, um, you know, wealthy people and, uh, and some good and some bad and everything in between, you know, and, um, yeah, it's just been a thing for me. I just want to see people, I I think that we're making a mistake thinking that the people in our society who are struggling are are not valuable, right? Not as valuable. You know, we were thinking the other day, like there's something around 2 billion people who are unbanked and that doesn't sound like anything for those of us who are just grown up. Like I had a savings account when I was 14, you know, like it's in the U S it's a thing you have, but we can just, we can start a business, you know, you can't do that without a bank account. You know, how do you start a web business in sub-Saharan Africa if you can't accept PayPal, right? Or something, right? You have no way for people to pay you. But if we can bring that type of, if we can bring banking to these 2 billion unbanked people that will unlock a tidal wave of economic growth. You know, this is a latent resource that's just sitting there and these folks they can't participate in a global economy. What would happen if they could? You know, that could be incredible. I mean, the, the amount of economic growth could be, you know, we don't know how many Einsteins are out there right now. You know, how many more Elon Musk's right now? How many brilliant people just can't get their ideas out there? Right. That could be amazing.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it could, it could definitely be the spark that that changes everything going forward. I mean, for humanity potentially. And I, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that I'm kind of bullish on is, you know, being alive right now to see this kind of unfold. Like we're really at a at a pinnacle time in, in I mean, just in history, right? For I mean, we don't even know from two years from now if the, the dollar is yeah. gonna <laughs> collapse or how that's gonna shake out. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think we I think it's one of those things that you have to go out there and try. Um, what would be your, what would be your, you know, your pitch for a developer out there who's listening, who wants to build it on EOS or wants to build on Warbly? Um, what do you tell them or how do you convince them to,
5: to build? Well, we're just basically telling them, look, you know, we're taking care of a lot of the headaches, right? We're taking care of the compliance. We can, we can, we can provide you with a network and an environment where you can just do your thing. You know, you can code, you can create. We're going to work on tutorials and, and one of our block producers, EOS Dublin, they've already got like an EOS boot camp and they've got a whole kind of e-learning thing. I think all of it's free right now, which is great. And we want to contribute to that. Uh, we're, we're going to build developer SDKs. You know, we have enterprise APIs that can be, you know, that, that won't be public endpoints, only be available for you know, dApps on chain so they can make sure they've got, you know, great performance. And, um, of course we still, you know, have public endpoints for people to tinker with and experience, you know, experiment with. But, uh, we think we're, we're cutting out a lot of the headaches, right? We're trying to make it easy. We're trying to make it easy on both ends. That's what we always say. You know, we, we have to work it from both sides we need to make it easy for devs, but we need to make it easy for users. And if we accomplish those two things, you know, they're going to, they're going to feed off one another, right? The more dApps we build on chain, right? The more demand, the more users, you know, you have a built-in audience, you know, I'm hoping that by the end of next year, our biz development teams going out and talking to, to developers or, or, you know, we're running hackathons and we say, look, if you build on our network, here's a million users ready to check you out. Right. You know, that would, that would be amazing. And so, um, that, that's our pitch.
0: It's definitely working. Dominic. Um, one of one of the developers uh, for EOS reached out to us, and that's how we found out about y'all. So keep definitely keep out there, and you know you definitely have to put into this space way before you start you know taking from it. I I mean everybody agrees that that's just kind of the way of crypto, but um, um, yeah, I would say keep doing that. It, it's it's definitely working, and there's one thing that I know about devs, <laughs> and it's one thing you know if they they can have it easy. (laughs) Not that they're lazy, but they could just have it easy where you take care of a thing for them. I mean, that's what they're going to go for. You know, it's just,
5: well, they're, you know, again, they're creators, right? I mean, kind of like artists and scientists combined and um, they want to build you know, it's like anything. I mean, I was in medicine. Did I, did I like doing, um, medical records? No, God, you know, billing insurance. Oh, you know, it was awful. I wanted to practice, right. I want to help. I want to heal people. I want to, I want to improve people's lives. And, and, you know, so that's why I had, you know, billing, uh, vendors that did that for me. And I had, you know, people that helped with the medical records. And, um, but, you know, again, if I could have, Walked in somewhere and still been an entrepreneur and, and run my own show and not have to deal with any of those headaches. It would have been great. Um, and and to your giving back, absolutely. And that's what I love about crypto. It's a it's a kind of a give first. It's a service oriented. Um, you know, create value, and and then the connections come. You know, like I volunteered on the coin project. You know, that's kind of an OG project that it's it's an old blockchain it's been around over four years and it's one of the first programmable blockchains out there and it has some great use cases and i'm still part of the florin coin core team and we're all just volunteers but you know we believe in what flow can do and, and we're seeing things like wills on the blockchain and potentially replacing notaries and um you know, right. It's just, cool. it's, it's cool stuff. And there's this project Alexandria, which is trying to bring like a, a, kind of a decentralized, uh, you know, content sharing platform where the artists can get paid directly. And there's a lot of great stuff happening.
0: Yeah. They just banned, I think that's awesome. That's needed. Cause they just banned, uh, lots of users from Tumblr and I'm sure they're cracking down on Patreon and other places like that. And I hope, I hope to see somebody, build something like that on the outside. yeah there is i
5: think emanate um is is a music platform content platform of course you've got like everpedia which is you know it's trying to be like the blockchain wikipedia Uh, but i think we were talking a lot like people are producing a lot in 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 the you know web 2.0 environments they're not getting paid for but that other people are you know, like Facebook, right? Is the classic example. I mean, you're the, you're the product, <laughs> the user's the product, right? I mean, they've given you a kind of a platform. Okay. That's worth something, but I don't think you're getting the return on the energy you're putting into Facebook.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what are some of your favorite e- EOS apps? You mentioned a couple right there.
5: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested in seeing like what uh, we, we've got a, a group and I think they're going to launch on our chain to bottom network. They're building a, a wallet that can also be like, you know, an easy paper wallet so that hopefully uh, people in uh, and I think they're focused kind of South America. That's that's where they're from. Um, Brazil, you know, they want people to be able to use it as like a local currency, be able to make their own local currencies and kind of easily use crypto. Um, uh, I like that project a lot. Um, you know, I like, uh, I like what Lumios is trying to do with the data, right? Mon- like monetizing data. I think a lot of that they're doing like polling and stuff to start. Um, I think the Chintai leasing project's really cool from EOS 42. Like, you know, they, they just built this as a block producer so that people could lease tokens and, and, uh, but I know they're, they're doing a DEX, uh, I like the DEXs. I think that's great. You know, I want to see a lot more peer-to-peer stuff um, where people can, you know, yeah. just directly interact. And, you know, like blockchain, really, a lot of what it does is it cuts out the middleman, right? I um, mean, middlemen have their place in certain places, but uh, I think oftentimes they maybe take a too big of a slice of the pie.
0: That's what's so great about, you know, people like y'all and everything else. You can just kind of slide in there and (laughs) go peer to peer, right? It's it's just a lot better that way. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Dominic, for, you know, coming on through our podcast and doing this main topic with us and exploring EOS and telling us about Warbly and being an all around great guy for the ecosystem. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, what do you guys What do you guys have building on in twenty nineteen uh, Is it more just kind of you know iterations Is that what What's going on for you guys in twenty nineteen at Warbly?
5: Yeah, it's just it's it's expanding the user account definitely creating mobile versions You know we want the insured wallet We're hoping that the Worbly account will eventually become You know kind of the only account you need in blockchain uh, We're working with IBC and we want users to be able to You know uh, interact with any of the apps they want. They've already done the KYC. They only have to do it once they've got an insured wallet where they can keep tokens and not have to worry about, you know, hardware and, 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 you know, and, and so they can start right. using apps. Um, and so, and then we've got something like, I think 33 different apps and, and companies in, in our business development pipeline. And so we're looking forward to decentralized insurance, um, securities trading platforms, Lots of cool stuff. And so really, we're hoping 2019 is the year that blockchain really starts to go mainstream and that, and we can make a contribution.
0: Well, you guys are you guys are led by a good person. You. So I think you guys are going to be just fine. Okay. No, seriously. You know, we talk to a lot of CEOs and co-founders and founders. And sometimes I'm just like, how do they lead people? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. And then I talk to somebody like, yeah, I'm like, OK, I understand how he's able to lead people. You know, stand up. You're a stand up guy you you lead by example obviously and you have you have the uh you have the right uh you know what do you call those uh pillars that everybody wants to go for so keep that up thank you thank you appreciate it all right ladies and gentlemen so you know where to go to learn more about eos check out warbly check out dominico his links in the show notes but with that let's get on to the end of the show through a podcast, Dunzies. I know, it's been an exciting week. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had the campaign this week. We have a new show, Thriller News. Um, yeah, just so much fun, so much building that's going on in this space. I love it, I can't wait. can't wait to the next bull run, man. And if you guys have it in your hearts, donate to our Thriller Studio, so we're ready and loaded for the next bull run. And by all means, do so this weekend. See you next week.
1: This, this is the end of the show.